Second uh, Timothy chapter one and verse five. This is what Paul told Timothy: When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Now, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's talking to Timothy about the faith that he has. He said it's a, he called it a genuine faith. It's real. It's not phony. Uh, he said, he said it first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded is in you also. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the service. We thank you, Lord, and we honor our mothers that are here today. We thank you, God, for each and every one of them. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here. We pray, God, for those that couldn't be here. We pray, God, for those in the hospitals and those that are sick. Speak to us the next few minutes by your word, God, and we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. It's already a quarter after 12, so I will not try to lengthen this, but I do have a, a message and a word that I want to leave with you today. But before I begin this message, I want to say something. I want to speak to you something from my heart. I completely realize that Mother's Day is not a happy day for every lady. Amen. Some feel sadness on Mother's Day over the death of a mother. You don't have your mother with you no longer. Uh, and uh, I know there, 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 there are some who... Uh, this is the first Mother's Day without your mother. There are some who feel hurt or betrayal over bad memories of a not-so-caring mother. I mean, you know, let's face it. Uh, we live in an imperfect world, and uh, there, there, are some, there are some women who are mothers who don't deserve to be mothers. Sometimes you question that when you've got some... Some uh, uh, young ladies would give anything to have a child and be a mother, but for some reason they can't have one. Then you see these other mothers who uh, abuse and mistreat and and all of that. And uh, you know there there are some people who have bad memories over a not caring mother. Some have sorrow because they uh, can't become a mother, as I've said, and. On Mother's Day, sometimes there are some who always get ridden with guilt over the abortion of a child when they was much younger. And sometimes Mother's Day is a sad day because some child has just all but aborted their mother. You know, they don't never uh, call them or come see them or have anything to do with them once they're grown. And uh, I'm fully aware that as everybody is meeting and we're talking about things like this, that it's not a, a happy time. 
it took me a few years in the ministry before I realized that. And I, I used to do some things maybe that would um, hurt somebody's feelings and stuff. Because when you're younger, you, know, you don't realize and you don't think like you should. And the Lord, I, I've allowed the Lord to give me a little bit of uh, teaching training. I want to be considerate over everybody's feelings. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the young preacher who made his first visit to the hospital. And uh, he walked up to the bed of a of a man. He uh, he was his member. He was in the church, and he was, he wanted to make a good impression, you know. And he was a young minister, and he uh, he was nervous, and he couldn't stand still. And he just kind of you know back and forth like this. And he he noticed that the man in the bed. He just kept flinching and all that and everything. And he he thought to himself. He said, "Well, maybe I need to pray for this fellow. It's evident he's in prayer." And so he prayed for him and all that, and uh, uh, and he said, "Well, how you feel, brother?" He said, "Do you feel any better?" He said, "Yeah, pastor, I feel better, but I'd feel a whole lot better if you quit stopping all over my catheter tube down there." Hallelujah, <laughs> Amen. So you know, sometimes you want to do good, but <laughs> Hallelujah, you can mess up not realizing it. Hallelujah, Amen. But we realize that uh, there are certain situations that happen like that. But I want you to know today. That God extends His grace and love uh, uh, to all on this Mother's Day. And He desires for everyone to know peace, joy, and love through means of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That He's given us if we are His children. Hallelujah. I guess basically what I'm saying today, amen, Jesus wants to be a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, whatever that you're in need of, God wants to be that for you if you'll allow him to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people won't allow him to do that. Amen. I mean, I've tried to be friends to some people, and have you ever had anybody just seem to what? I mean, they, they not seem to uh, not let you be their friend? You know, and uh, some people are like that, but Jesus will not force himself on nobody. I heard one preacher say that the Holy Ghost is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to twist your arm and make you do anything you don't want to do. But I believe that I can stand here and tell you today pretty surely that whatever it is that you need from God, God is willing to give for, give to you, amen, and help you if you are willing to yield yourself to Him. Hallelujah. I want to talk today just a little bit about uh, the subject, the legacy of a godly mother. The legacy of a godly mother. And I'm taking this from the scripture that we read uh, here where Paul was talking to Timothy concerning the faith that Timothy had. And he says, I recognize the faith in you, this genuine faith in you. He said, because it first was in your grandmother and then it was in your mother. Amen. There is a legacy there. Hallelujah. And if we've got a legacy in our life, Amen. Of people that um, uh, have uh, invested in us in some way, whatever it may be, we got something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. We got something to be thankful for. Amen. But I will speak to all the mothers that are here today. Amen. That you need to strive to live 
leave a legacy behind you. If God has blessed you and given you children, amen, that is a blessing. Amen. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a job and a task, amen, that no amount of money can pay, amen, or, or give you for, hallelujah, amen. But it's something that's a blessing, amen, and God will use, can use to bless the whole world through mothers. The first thing that I want to talk with you about, amen, is let your life be an example. Hallelujah. Amen. Let your life be an example. There is nothing that can put rebellion and disrespect in the heart of a child like a parent whose life is filled with inconsistencies and hypocrisy. A godly mother will give her children a legacy of which they can be proud of and can build a life of hope on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, when God has blessed you and you become a mother, amen, then you should immediately think about, amen, is, is, is what I do and what I say, amen, in my life in general, is it being an example of, am I leaving a legacy? Hallelujah. Amen. A lot, a lot of people don't think about that nowadays. This world that we're living in, it's really changed. Amen. The world today don't have a dis, they have a, a disrespect, uh, uh, from everything from God's word, you know, to tradition. A lot of stuff has changed. A lot of stuff has changed. Um, let's take Mother's Day, you know, for example. Uh, it started by, one lady in this country uh, who had high respect for her mother. And, uh, and she, this one lady, amen, what she did and how she sent letters and, and stuff, amen, to the president, whatever, got a National Mother's Day recognized. And people began to wear flowers on Mother's Day. Amen. If your mother, if your mother was gone on, uh, you would wear a, a white, uh, uh, flower. If your mother was alive, it would be red. And as far back as I can remember, far back as I remember, uh, uh, going to church on Sunday morning, you know, my dad would always come out dressed, uh, go to church on Mother's Day and, um, he would have a, a, a white carnation on. My mother would have a corsage. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a thing, uh, you know, tradition in the Prudent household that on Saturday before Mother's Day, you always paid a visit to the florist and mama got her corsage and daddy got, got the carnation. And I always, and then she always pinned a ribbon on me. I, as a kid, I couldn't figure out why mine was red and his was white, but I finally figured that out. But um, traditions, they kind of fade away, and they, they, they kind of fade away. But there's one thing should never fade away, folks. Amen, is to realize that we are leading, leaving an example of our children, either bad or good. Hallelujah. You are influencing your child, either bad or good. Mothers and fathers, and I'm going to tell you, I mean, all with, with humanity, husbands and wives, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to, there's going to be times that, you know, um, you're going to have some, as Brother Travis says, some intense fellowship. Hallelujah. And that's going to happen. But there's something that should never happen. 
Amen. A mom and dad should never let it all out in front of the children. Hallelujah. If you got a situation going on, amen, you need, you, you need to send the kids uh, out to play or, or something else. There are certain things that, that little ears shouldn't hear. Hallelujah. We want to wonder today why, why kids, amen, are getting into so much stuff. And why, hallelujah. Kids today are open up to too much stuff. Hallelujah. We're opening them up to everything nowadays. Amen. My Lord, I'm going to tell you what, you know, it amazes, it amazes me what a six and seven year old knows today. Hallelujah. When I was six and seven year old, I was dumb in a box of rocks. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean, I got on up to 12 year old when they talk about somebody, somebody's cat, uh, uh, you know, fixing to have kittens. The old folks, they wouldn't, they wouldn't say that. Hallelujah. Amen. My mama and they always say, well, you know, that, yeah, that cat's fixing to find kittens. I thought, well, where are they going to find them at? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some things we're too open with today and some things we're not open up enough with. And that is, amen, how to live right. And to be our, our life be an example in front of our children. I'm going to tell you something. They, the government and everybody else, they realize that people of my generation, they, they, they ain't going to be able to do much with me. Hallelujah. I'm long gone. Hallelujah. Amen. They ain't going to be able to change me in, cause I, I know who I believe. I know what I believe and I'm going to stand on it. Hallelujah. It don't make no difference. This old saying goes, it's hair lips to devil. Glory to God. I don't care what kind of law they pass. Amen. I'm still going to say amen. Amen. That homosexuality is a sin. It's abomination against God. Amen. I'm going to say abortion is wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. There ain't no way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. They might come and do me like Paul and chop off my head, but I believe when my head begins to roll down, every time the face comes up, it's going to say, you must be born again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But you know what? There is there is an agenda today to brainwash the children. They can't get to mom and dad. So they say, well, we can push this thing off a generation if we can get to the kids and start brainwashing them. That's what's going on today. Hallelujah. This past week, this past week, I heard of a school system. Amen. Not in England. I told you, I told Wednesday night of a school system in, in, in England and how they suspended, uh, uh, some kids from school because they was having religion awareness week and they brought in a Muslim rug and they suspended two kids uh, who refused to get on their knees and pray a, a, a prayer to Allah. Well, it's happening here too. It's happening. Somebody has got to be willing to stand up. Somebody's got to speak out. Hallelujah. They might not steal what you believe, but I'm going to tell you what. They are stealing the innocence from your children and your grandchildren. There's got to be some mothers to say, I'm going to be an example. Rather 
than my child hearing me. Amen. Singing some of this secular music today with all the bad language in it and all the stuff in it. They're going to hear me singing hymns around the house. They're going to hear me singing praise songs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to be an example for my child. Amen. Or my grandchild. Hallelujah. Mom, there's going to be a lot. Amen. Of children that's going to grow up and go to hell because mom didn't live an example in front of them. It's a truth anyhow. We have got to let, you got to let your life be an example. Hallelujah. Listen, as I said, children today are smarter, amen, than they were in my time. Hallelujah. They pick up on things that you would never imagine. Hallelujah. There was a new preacher come to town. I think I've shared this before at the old church. There was a new preacher come to town. They didn't have an apartment or nothing yet, so every Sunday everybody agreed that the past new pastor would go to a different member's house to eat dinner. And this particular Sunday, pastor got in a vehicle and mom and dad was in the front seat and a little girl sitting in the back seat on one side and they started off down the, down the road and, and uh, Pastor made mention said, "Man, I, I, I'm kind of famished today. I'm, I'm about ready uh, ready to eat." And the uh, little girl said, "Well, that's good." Says, uh, "I know what we're having today." And uh, he said, "Well, what we having?" She says, "We're having goat." He said, "Having goat?" She said, "Yeah." Says, "I heard Mama say before church that it was our turn to have an old goat over today." Kids will pick up on things you can't imagine. <laughs> we need to consider, we need to consider what kind, amen, of example that we're leading. Timothy had a mother and a grandmother who left him such a godly example. Now think about this. Here was his mother, his grandmother. And they instilled the Word of God so much in Timothy as he was a child. And they worked their lives so hard of being a good example that their child grew up to have his name recorded two times in two books of the Bible, First and Second Timothy. And you know what? There probably would never be a First and Second Timothy in the New Testament if it wasn't for a Eunice and a Lois. Hallelujah. Who made a decision that they was going to live their life an example. Hallelujah. I praise God that um, not all news we hear today is bad. I heard some news about one state has, uh, has passed, pa- passed a law. I don't remember what state it is. But uh, there are so many children who are, are coming in this world, and as soon as they are born, they're going through DTs. They're, they were drawn on drugs because they was born drug addicts. And this state says we're going to make it automatically mandatory that if a child is born and is withdrawing through and going through drugs, things like that where the mother was on drugs, they was going to charge the mother, amen, with abuse and have the child taken immediately from her. 
I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Hallelujah. It's time that we stop and realize what is going on. And if we're going to save this nation, if we're going to have revival, we're going to, we're going to have to start sitting around our children. And we're going to have to focus on living a good example for them. Now, one more point before I close. Mamas, begin your legacy at birth. When that child is born, begin your legacy at birth. Amen. I see a lot of people, and I've had some people come to me concerned about the lifestyle of their child. Amen. And what can I do about it when that child is 15 or 16 year old? Well, guess what? That's a little bit too late to try to, try to start changing. Amen. If you, if you don't have it under control by then, you're not going to change them when they're 14 and 15 year old. Second Tim, uh, let's stay in Second Timothy. Let's go to chapter 3 and re- read verses 14 and 15. Hallelujah. Praise God. Part of that is off the, off the screen up there. But verses 14 and 15 says, But as for you, continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Now notice that. And from, and that from a, that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. We got to start as soon as the child is born. You got to drill the word of God into them. Hallelujah. It's a shame today when children know more about uh, uh, video games and computers than they know about God's Word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The 35 or 40, 40 minutes that the child is in Sunday school, that's good, that's important. Hallelujah. My children are all grown and out of, uh, away from home, but I guarantee you, amen, if I had children, they would be in Sunday school on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. That's important. But 35 or 40 minutes is not going to compete with all of that garbage you're going to pick up in school and out in the world through the week. Hallelujah. We got to invest some time. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of our mothers today take the time to make the child memorize verses of Scripture? I promise you, they might not like it at the time, but they're going to be a day in their life. Hallelujah. That They're going to need some Bible. They're going to need some Scripture. And they're going to remember the mama who says, listen here, you want some allowance this week? you got to learn this verse in the Bible. you got to quote it to mama. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm talking about what the Word says that we've got to do if we're going to leave a good legacy. Hallelujah. Listen, if you want to... If you, if you got a twig, if you got a small tree uh, of some kind, if you want to train that twig to grow straight, you must direct its growth when you plant it. Hallelujah. Amen. When we moved to where we're at right now, we, 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 there was no trees at all on the property. And we, I started, uh, uh, we planted some and uh, a few and everything. And, um, you know, I, I got, I got some sticks on some of them. 
put them down on each side and fixed up some wire to get them before they would grow straight. But um, I got a little tired and wore out one day, and I went ahead and planted it, and it looked kind of, kind of straight, and I said, I'm going to leave that alone. That looks good. It looks straight to me. I think it's going to be all right. Well, you know what? You walk out there where that tree is today, and it's, it's like this. And there's no way in the world I'm going to correct it now. There's no way. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get real. I'm going to get serious. Hallelujah. The time for mothers and fathers to teach their children to respect the house of God is the very first time they take them in the door and they're holding them. Hallelujah. If children are allowed to run rapid in the church house and make noises and everything, not only could be God dealing with somebody under conviction, the devil's going to use anything he can do to get that break that person's con- uh, uh, I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. But it's also, it's being, it's being uh, disrespectful to the child when you're not teaching that child Amen. To respect the house of God. Amen. I'm old school and I'm proud of it. Amen. When we, when we, when we moved, uh, started tearing down the old building and we started breaking up the old church pews over there, I didn't, I didn't think we could ever get them all broke up so we could get them thrown in the dumpsters. You know why? We got the screws out of them. We knocked the nails out of them, but they still was being held together by chewing gum. I remember when Brother Hale and them got rid of those old theater seats that bit you in the backside every time you stood up. And finally was able to raise $4,000 to buy the first set of pews. And that was the pews that we still had when our church burnt. You wouldn't believe. I think some people here, some of you may have seen, knows what I'm talking about. You wouldn't believe the amount of chewing gum that was stuck up beneath the bottom of the seats. Let me tell you some of the first memories I remember. And I know I was, I had to be four or five years old. And we'd pull up in front of the church. And my dad, first he'd look at my mama, then he'd turn around and look in the back seat at me. He says, boy, you got any gum in your mouth? Mama, you got any gum in your mouth? Get it out now. You don't go into God's house. Hallelujah. And I say, I have no problem at all telling somebody. And people who want to work with folks at the altar, trying to pray them through to the Holy Ghost, you're not being cruel to me, but I'm going to tell you something. Nobody is going to get filled with the Holy Ghost standing there with their hands raised. You ain't going to get the Holy Ghost that way. Take the time to stop praying with them and get a tissue paper and just speak to them and say, would you please spit your gum out? Oh, man, that's what I don't like about pastor. He quits preaching, he goes to meddling. Hallelujah. But it's a truth anyhow. It's a truth anyhow. 
And be thankful that this pastor loves everybody in this congregation enough to stand here and tell you the truth. Whether or not you're going to, some people's going to get upset or not, I'm talking about leaving a legacy behind to our children that will make them better and not worse. And the first, I'm sure I've got, got some that I didn't remember. The, the first, uh, uh, but, uh, whooping I remember, amen, was being carried out uh, carried outside of that little old block store building there on Mars Hill. Uh, and, and my mama, amen, whooping me up a storm because I was jumping f- from one seat to the other, back and forth. Guess what? When she saw me jumping around from one seat to the other, she did not call the doctor, amen, or order me some kind of drug to take because I was overactive. She carried me outside, started whooping me before I got outside the door. Guess what? Sammy proved when he got to church from then on, he stayed on his seat. It's a truth, and it still works, and no, it's not child abuse. Matter of fact, if you read the Bible, the Bible says beat them, they ain't going to die. long as you beat him in the right place. Now, you don't take a child and slap him, back slap him upside his head and knock him against the wall. All you're going to do then is develop some anger. Amen. It's a proper way, proper thing to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Do it the biblical way. Hallelujah. So if we want to train up a, a, a twig, we got to do it when they're young. Amen. We, we, we got instilled. See, some people say, well, you know, the Bible, the Bible said if you uh, bring up a child in the, in the way this should go, the Bible said if you train up a child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All, all three of our children don't go to church right here all the time. But I guarantee you, they all three know what this book says. And they know what's right. And they know what's wrong. And I don't believe that some fly-by-night joker preacher calling himself a preacher can come up and start some kind of junk that ain't the Word of God and get anyone to fall after of it. They know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. They know what it takes for salvation. They know that you got to have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that today. It's a legacy. It's a legacy. A lot of who I am today is because of my dad. Many's early morning, he woke me up, and I could hear him praying at another side of the house. Now, he uh, he wasn't uh, in what fully in, in in the apostolic faith when I was growing up, but he was a man of the Spirit of God. And I knew when my dad prayed that heaven heard. I knew growing up the legacy that I received. If somebody was in the hospital, he would go to see him Before he would go, he would pray. 
and ask God to lead him. And he'd walk in the hospital, and I know just a little fellow, sometimes I'd, I'd be standing by his side. He'd, he'd look at him, laying in the hospital bed. He'd say, you don't have to worry about it, brother, or you don't have to worry about it, sister. God has already spoke to me. This sickness you got is not under death. You're going to come out of here. But I've also stood by his side when he'd be praying. He'd go in there and he'd tell people, he said, you better make sure your house is in order. God told me that this sickness is under death. And it never happened, not one time. It didn't happen, as he said. Hallelujah. That's why that I, I believe in following the things of the Spirit today and listening to what the voice of the Spirit says because I know it's real and I know it's right. Hallelujah. Amen. We got a responsibility to leave behind a legacy. Amen. That those following after us, amen, will pick up, amen, the truth of God's word. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's all stand together. Brother Darrell, would you come, please?